0: Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger. All still entirely ad-free.
1: So the other day... When we were streaming the Q&A, Tass and I remembered, much to our surprise, Halloween is coming. Yeah, it's October. When did this happen? Yeah. And so that means it's time for our annual costume contest. Woo!
2: I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, with like Gen Con and everything actually happening this year, it, it we kind of almost like let it get away from us. But normally we give like six or seven weeks, probably too much time probably too much it's time you're like, oh yeah i'll do it later there's fun in the crunch yeah and then there's and then it's thanksgiving you're like i forgot <laughs> yeah yeah
3: i definitely haven't figured out what my halloween costume is going to be
1: <laughs> yet so well here is what's what's the, the like your not your reminder but like your the thing that's supposed to like push you like oh i, I gotta do this now your incentive yeah m- yeah maybe i don't know i don't know if megan can win this might That's be a little bit fair.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think legally we can't.
3: <laughs> oh, I just meant Halloween in general yeah, because me too. you need to have a Halloween costume for Halloween. Yeah.
1: Still. So like here's here's your reminder. Hey, let's let's all figure out Halloween because we've got the, the details for the costume contest. Just like last year, we're gonna pick three winners. The deadline for this will be November sixth, uh, because Halloween falls on a Sunday. We want to give everyone the opportunity To, you know, if you're doing something on actual Halloween to get that into us. Uh, But get that into us by November the 6th. We'll announce it on the 10th. Um, You can either email us the photo of your costume or you can tag us on Twitter uh, with hashtag crit or treat.
2: Or you can tag us at the crit show.
1: That's probably an even better option. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to draw three winners at random. You'll get one entry for your costume. Two entries if your costume happens to be related to the show. Again, not a requirement. Uh, We had some awesome pet entries every year. I almost said last year, but every year. Yeah. For the winners, instead of naming the prizes, like, oh, hey, you're going to get some swag, and you're going to get some, you know, some merch, we're going to do three Halloween treat bags. And we're going to kind of curate it to the winner, because the winner might have some stuff already, or they may have nothing. And maybe Jake's like, hey, you know about this winner? I think they get a bag of, of, uh, oops, All berries
3: (laughs) What I've changed my mind I can win this
1: I was I was trying to think Of bubble gum And then all of a sudden My my mind Went blank So one box Could be just All of our favorite cereals Just loose That ain't bad Yeah just just loose loose And mixed
3: (laughs) definitely
1: mixed with a giant spoon and a coupon for a gallon of milk oh i'm definitely winning this (laughs) uh but yeah who knows what will be inside we'll we'll work together based off of the winner and we'll make a little one of those if it fits it ships boxes for each winner and just cram it full of stuff
4: i'm so excited yeah i'm gonna put something of tj in there
1: like you know what literally of tj though like a finger i have some TJ props. Oh, my God. Collecting dust.
5: Oh, boy. Yeah, that's true. We we need to keep those for the inevitable museum, though. That's
1: (laughs) It belongs to the museum.
2: Uh, Yeah, so just a reminder, uh, send us your pictures by Saturday, November 6th, uh, and you can send them to us by emailing us at thecastthecritshowpodcast.com or posting a picture on Twitter and tagging at The Crit Show.
1: Also, I want to take a moment to thank all the patrons who joined us in the month of September. J Game Z, Hey, buddy. Hallie Koontz. Tim. Isaac McWinney. This is the month of... This is gonna go sideways as I try to read them for the first yes, time. Yes, these are my favorite. Satchel Perry. Jason Hanks. Joseph Newkirk. Yordle Boy. Robin Bowles. Julian Ryan Walraven. Sydney, Te- <laughs> Sydney Tetramore. Ooh, good one. Sheriff Jetsarian. Or Jetsarian. Ooh. Karen. <laughs> Edwin Barron. Martin... Mikal Dev, Hannah Galler, Robin, (laughs) Mm. Robin Fiorenza, and Josh, leave it. That was not a command. (laughs) Leave it, Josh, Josh. put it down. Put it down, whatever you've got right now, Josh, put it down. Uh, So thank you for joining us this month on our Patreon, and thank you to all of you who join us every month on Patreon. You can find all the information you need over at patreon.com slash the Crit Show. It starts at just $1, which gets you invited into the most aggressively welcoming Discord community on the internet, if you have signed up for the Patreon and you are not in the Discord, make sure to check your email because Patreon emails uh, go to junk mail and your link is gonna be there. Yeah.
3: I really enjoy how many people still don't fully understand what aggressively welcoming means until they get into the <laughs> Discord because every time new people join, there's always the comment of, Wow, y'all are really aggressively welcoming. <laughs> oh, you weren't joking. You weren't this wasn't a bit.
1: And now the thing I promised last week that we we didn't get around to because it was just harvey and i he didn't have any really good stories how was your gen con harvey didn't have any good gen con stories he didn't he didn't (laughs) he went oh he went on a boat while we were at gen con that's a good gen con i have a video of him going on a boat and playing caddy for my dad um when my dad was golfing caddy for your daddy (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like i'm purchasing a, a vehicle
4: uh i did very good i spent just over only half of the money that I set aside for dice.
1: Wow. That's impressive.
4: I know, right? And it was still a lot of dice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I
5: did a good job of scouting dice for tasks to purchase. (laughs) He did. (laughs) I I sent him two or three messages of where, where did you say that was? Oh, cool, cool, cool.
3: I found some cool dice as well. Um, I was really happy with like, I didn't, I didn't find like that Gen Con purchase that I was looking for. I was, I was going around to all of the different booths looking for like, what is the thing that's going to jump out at me and be like, this is the unnecessary, like extreme purchase that you need to make. And I didn't quite hit it, but I found a lot of really cool dice and I found some, some really cool pirate coins for everyone. Uh, And so that was really, really neat. And then just running games was was amazing i I got to do one of the mysteries that i wrote a couple years ago and everyone seemed to really enjoy it i got a lot of eye rolls
1: and a piece of art was posted on the discord oh
3: my gosh i had one player who was so (laughs) so good he played a spell slinger uh named gandalf the senile and (laughs) was just this this old wizard, uh, who just kind of danced around and summoned gummy worms, and uh, was just just a delight, and ended up joining the Discord and <laughs> drew his character, and it was exactly like I'd pictured him. Yeah, it was great.
2: I had some great tables at Gen Con. It was really fun how many people had never played Monster of the Week before. Same. Yeah. I love teaching this game. It's so fun, and just it was really fun watching them enjoy themselves and get like very into their characters. I made a note of all of the characters that I that I ran games for, for Gen Con. And man, some of them are so wonderful. I wish I could contact them and like keep the stories going because I'm dying to know what happens to these people after my adventure. I had a table and they were a couple in real life and they were playing an initiate and a mundane. And they were married, these two people. And the initiate's mentor was his father-in-law. But the wife, the mundane, didn't know about this secret order that both her father and her husband were in. And so there was so much drama of the mentor trying to get the initiate to do this like very shady thing and him trying to hide it from his wife. It was like oh it was like God. watching it was like watching a lifetime movie. It was incredible. Um Jesus. and the mundane had telekinesis as her weird move. And so we were at the very end and we were fighting these monsters, and my mundane was like, I want to use telekinesis to like grab one of the monsters and slam it into the other one. And I was like, yes, absolutely. And she rolled a six. And my initiate was like, can I help her? And I'm like, yeah, I feel like you've seen your wife's telekinesis and you can kind of help her focus. Uh, and so he uh, he was like, all right, I grabbed Debbie and I point at the monster and I say, just imagine Pat from the PTA. We hate her.
5: Uh, <laughs> and it was God, it was so good. <laughs> I uh,
4: I did have another meddling kid that played the dog. But this one was special, in my opinion, because he insisted on driving his own van. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Toons is the driving cat. Yeah. I think I've unfortunately just dated myself <laughs> horribly. I have no idea what yeah. you're up yeah. to do. yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yes, yeah, shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we ran, I believe, 140 chairs over the weekend. And I think about 110 of those folks had never played Monster of the Week before, which is awesome
4: wow
5: yeah yeah so cool uh i also had a conversation with the people who run crack and dice uh because they named some sets after twilight characters and uh i i recommended that they name a set after uh, shark boy instead as far as taylor lautner characters go and that seemed <laughs> promising but if you want <laughs> to see more traction on that uh at crack and dice on twitter just go ahead and tag them tag us ask them when uh, shark boy and lava girl sets are coming <laughs> nice <laughs> well
4: Y'all, I know this is already kind of a long intro, but I have one other thing that we need to talk about real quick. Um, I'm actually going to need you here at the table to give your attention to the Discord, uh, Rev in particular. Uh, This is for everyone to enjoy, but particularly a story that's two and a half years in the making (laughs) and something that I'm very, very glad to be able to give to Rev. (laughs) So what... (laughs) we're looking at is something that we tried to put together two and a half years ago for Rev's birthday. And because of some just life matters, it fell through, but I had all the contributions to make this happen. And finally, thanks to our good friend of the show, Lord Nightcon, we're able to give Rev this piece of art that features himself at the center, and many of the characters that he voices surrounding him.
1: Oh my gosh.
4: So a big big thank you to Lord Nightcon for this beautiful piece of art that he did practically instantly when we uh, gave him the information. Uh, and so this art features, uh, clockwise from noon, first vine from our Hero Salad show, Bobby Yaga, Damien O'Doyle, Ori, Jingles, <laughs> Margaret, Everett, and ferguson all surrounding <laughs> rev in his wizard hat.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you everybody. <laughs> oh, I will have to send that to uh to Kim so you can share it on social media. Yeah, it's beautiful. Ugh.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I
4: will I will definitely
2: share this. <laughs> this is incredible.
3: And Rev is in the center and he has this wizard hat. I yeah. do.
4: So uh Happy birthday from two and a half years <laughs> later.
1: <laughs> Wait, does that mean I'm officially only just turned that age? Yep. Fucking win. But, <laughs> but the next couple of
5: years are going to hit you in like the next few seconds and it's, you're going to feel it.
1: Oh, man. It's time
5: <laughs> His face
1: just melted. <laughs> it's like he opened the Ark of the Covenant.
5: I think this might be kind of a, a splinter cell mission. I think me and James might be going into the rookery. If you guys want to knock out the nightmare, we could really kind
1: of accelerate our timeline here. And he reaches out and grabs it in his hand and pulls it to himself, and then he freezes and waits, and his eyes dart around the room looking for anything to happen, and nothing happens. He slides open the panel on his arm and starts to check the readouts and punches in a couple of things, and a few moments pass, and he sets it back down. All right, let's go. Hey, kid. She stands up and walks over to you, and you see the little tongue darting out of the proboscis, and you can see that her forehead furrows a little bit, and she signs to you, Do you know Borbach? I don't really know him. I encountered him earlier today. She signs to you, Can I go home?
5: Man, I wish I could tell you yes, but I don't think so. You know, my duty here
1: is to take care of you, but it is to take care of you for the order of the ley line. She looks at you for a long moment and then she signs to you, my smell is on you. If the wrong people get that scent, someone will come for your life. Someone specific? She nods and she raises her open hand with her fingers pointing up and her thumb touching her chin. And you recognize that as the gesture for mother.
5: Is mother, would she kill me? I mean, you said she'd come for my life. It sounds like she would
1: want to kill me. She signs to you, you're keeping one of her children. Well, maybe not you, but you're keeping one of her children hostage. Who is Mother? I know she's like in charge, but can you tell me anything about her? What form does she take? She signs to you that Mother wears a white mask and white gloves and a deep purple robe. And that whenever someone is found, someone that doesn't fit in someplace else... That doesn't belong, she's the one that seems to track them down and bring them to the Lost Ones, and she is then their mother. What can she do as far as abilities, like powers, or,
5: you know, like you've got wings and you can fly and I can do lightning and fire and stuff. Like, what can Mother do? She shrugs. Oh, well, I appreciate the heads up, and, you know, again, I don't like this any more than you do. I don't want to be making you be here, so... Let me talk to Lore Merchant and just see if there's any, any avenue that gives us more of a direction. You know, maybe I can start working towards getting you back home or at least have some certainty rather than just we exist here in limbo.
1: Sound good? She nods. I guess I'll head back downstairs to Lore Merchant to chat about this. As you come out of Danny's room, he looks up from his work and nods at you and seems like he's going to settle back into it.
5: Hey, um, can I talk to you about something real quick? Ah, yes. Danny is, as I'm sure you can guess or maybe know, you know she doesn't love being here. She'd rather be home, and she's she's bringing it up. Mm. What's our plan? What's our end game? Having her, when does she get to go home? What do we need to accomplish
1: before that can happen? I'm not quite sure. I think that would be a question for the council. She has become kind of a bargaining chip, but we just haven't found the bargain we're looking for yet. I suppose. I mean, I I think if we
5: played it just right, just sending her back home could. Score us a lot of favor with the lost ones, you know, having taken her in in the midst of this conflict and protected her, and then returned her back where she belonged. If we don't have any other thoughts on what to do with her, it seems kind of mean to just
1: keep her, and we could still, you know, send her home and benefit. That's true, but you have to take into account the cost of New Canterbury learning that we had her and then just gave her back. Yeah,
5: I just feel bad for the kid. I think I might try to have a conversation with the council and see if we can't figure out a more forward direction on this. How do I? How do I do that? How do I, is there just an, uh, an
1: appointment book? Do I schedule online? Ah, uh, no, this would be a matter of getting their attention, doing something that was, I don't want to say worthy of their time. That seems rude. But they're very busy. They help coordinate the training and the placement of all magic users on the planet. And so there's a, a good bit of stress put on their time. All right. Well, I guess I'll think
5: on that and try and figure out a way to pull that off. All right. I'm heading out. All right. Uh, and I'll go hop in the car with Grandpa and take off.
0: Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at com slash survey today.
1: Tass and Megan and Kim, what is your plan for breaking out this horse?
4: Oh, no plan necessary. I already got the whole thing. So here's what you all see. There's one of those ramp-looking truck things that, you know, you're supposed to get stuff on it, but it's like setbacks. So it's a ramp. So there's... The motorcycle with the two sidecars, and it ramps up over the wall in the air. All three of us flip backwards out and land superhero pose. The motorcycle crashes through the gate. Fire explosion. Horses go everywhere. And we walk out with a smoke behind
1: us. Oh, no. Horses go everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere.
4: (laughs) There were only two horses in the zoo.
1: (laughs) I know. That's how excited they were to get out. Just horses. (laughs) They just spawned more horses.
3: Well, I am in 100%.
1: Yeah, I think uh, roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be a series of things here. No. Roll, oh, roll bullshit. <laughs>
4: um, but for real, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just going to be a matter of us getting inside the gate and then getting to the actual exhibits because it wanted me to open that gate to the exhibit. That's what it wanted me to open for the deal So I have to assume that once it goes through that, it can kind of handle itself. Um, So I think it's, you know, waiting till close, waiting a little bit longer than that, and then getting there to check out what the security is to just be able to slip in.
1: And when you're waiting for this, like, are you sitting in the parking lot in your motorcycle? Are you...
4: (laughs) Really (laughs) conspicuous.
1: Your flaming motorcycle.
2: You guys can just go on home. I'm just hanging out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No,
4: I think I think we're cruising around and stuff. Like we're waiting till it is closed, Uh, and then some time before we make our way in. Okay. Probably being a few blocks away, dissipate the bike, and then yeah, then sneak our way in and check it out.
1: Okay. So I think to start this off, why don't you give me a study, a place of power, and this is going to be with power. Okay. Thirteen. Nice. All right. So I think the thing that you notice here that is not what it seems is that you have been here before and you went in through the main entrance. But on the far left side, you see someone come out and get into the last car in the parking lot. And they came out from a wall that you did not see a door there. Like there's nothing there. But someone very clearly just walked out of that area.
4: OK, Um, I guess what I want to know about because it's Ozymandias that's that's in charge of like all this, right? Correct. So like, is this a standard thing that they use for concealing their places of power? Is this like, you know, a usual defense, some sort of false wall or, you know, whatever this might be when I get up and inspect it. Is that how they roll in general?
1: Yes. After that person leaves the parking lot, the three of you go up and inspect this wall. And it's not an illusion, but when you go to touch it, that cement... Sinks in as if it's sand, and you can just barely see the faintest of footprints where that person just came out, and they did not flinch. And this was just someone who works at the zoo, so you imagine this must be pretty standard fare at a lot of Ozymandias's locations that they have doorways or hallways or whatever that are composed of this really loose sand that gives way when people walk through it. Okay,
4: so when I touch it, it does give a little like is so it really is just a matter of knowing where it is and i think i could make my way through this
1: yeah it doesn't seem like it has like it's not sensing that oh you're the right person it's just a matter of knowing where it is nice this is so cool
3: what does it feel like and i want to i want to go up and put my hand against it
1: you know that really colorful sand that they have at museums where you can kind of mold it it has the texture of sand, but it's also somehow really fluffy.
3: Yeah, it's like uh, kinetic sand.
1: Yes, it feels like that.
3: That's so cool. I want to live in this. That's amazing.
1: Well.
2: Clan Mandius has all the good fidget toys.
1: Well, when you're around forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get super fidgety. And... I would
3: I would be the worst employee here because I would just be hanging out at this wall. Like, secret hidden passageway. And I'm just very obviously halfway through it, jumping in and out. <laughs> Which exhibit is on the other side of this wall.
4: Let's see if my memory serves. You said this is on the left side of the parking lot? Mm-hmm. Would that be closest to the horses? It would. That's awesome.
2: Do we think this is a, like, hold your breath as you're walking through this fake wall kind of situation?
4: I don't know, but I'm not chancing it. Yeah, and, I would. And yeah. I, I hold
1: my nose and walk through. I follow him. Me too. All right, you all walk through this. You're in it for a little longer than you expect. Oh, no. Not, not like a super long time, but probably like 10 feet when you're maybe hoping three. Awesome. Awesome.
2: That's much longer than I'd like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. As we come out, what are we looking at here? You're very clearly on the backside of an attraction, like outside of all of the areas that you were at at the zoo, there were signs and big art displays and stuff, but you're seeing the backside of that stuff, the posts and everything that's holding it up, walkways for workers, benches, um, if anyone has ever worked behind the scenes at any place that has a public facing side, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah.
4: um, mm-hmm. uh, do I see any cameras or anything?
1: You do. They are not facing you just yet. You can see that they are slowly turning, but this is an area, obviously, that has observation on it.
4: All right. Then I'm gonna point those out and start moving. I just I want to try to get through all of this and out towards. That side of the exhibit that has that door that I need to open.
1: So I think that's going to be keep your cool. All three of you could roll this and have different success levels, or are you kind of leading them through this?
4: I think I'm leading them through it.
1: Okay. All right. So Tess, keep your cool. Uh, But before you do, what's the situation you want to avoid?
4: I want to be able to get to that gate without being spotted by these cameras with my team. What's your spirit at, baby? Don't worry about it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm worrying a little bit. It's not going to be necessary.
3: Spirits are high, but don't worry about the number.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seven. So you were able to get through to the location you want without being spotted by the cameras, but you're going to make some noise and it's going to make your escape a little more difficult because some folks might come this direction. You're going to leave some obvious tracks behind, having come through the sand for like the first time. Or this is kind of a tricky one because it would be unbeknownst to all of you. But some of the sand is still going to be on you when you finally depart.
4: I get pocket sand?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you get pocket sand. Pocket sand, for sure. All right. So you are able to make it through to that side gate where the exhibit for the Nightmare and the Pegasus are. And as you arrive, that gate is maybe five feet high. There's enough room for like the horses to stick their head out if they wanted to. And you can see inside, it's completely dark in there right now, but it is like an open air section so fresh air can get in, but it's not large enough that the Pegasus could fly out of that spot to put their heads through. Okay.
2: So all we're supposed to do is just open this gate?
1: Yeah. And
4: I want to look it over to see, is that something I can easily do from this side? Is it locked? Like what's the situation with that?
1: There is a lock on it. Um, But it's like a typical barn door setup where there's the piece that goes into the ground and then the whole thing would swing open. Uh, But there is a lock on it.
4: Anybody have ideas on this or should I just try to rip this thing open?
3: I mean, it doesn't look super guarded or anything right now. I wonder if you can just get it open and we can get out.
4: Yeah, maybe. I can sort of pick locks, but I also can just clean rip the door off.
2: What do you mean sort of pick locks?
4: I mean, I'm okay at it. I'm not great at it, but I can do it.
3: I, mean, I could whip up like a smoke bomb to cover us if anybody starts running this way.
4: Yeah, I'd say hang on to that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's the play then. Let me see if I can rip this thing open and then we just be ready to scatter. I think I'm trying to rip the lock off so that it can be
1: easily opened. I think this is going to be keep your cool again. This is going to be trying to utilize your strength, but not overutilize it. So what exactly do you want to avoid in doing this?
4: I think I want to avoid making enough noise that doing this will immediately attract attention. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. Ten. Yes. Nice.
1: What does this look like when you break this lock? Uh, I think my hand heats up a little bit
4: as I'm grabbing onto this mechanism and just twisting. And because of the heat, it's... Kind of like just twisting Silly Putty. The whole thing just kind of schluffs off and out as I, I pull that piece out.
1: Inside, in the darkness, you see really briefly just the nose breath of fire just that from the horse.
4: I give a little nod in that direction and just kind of barely nudge that door just to make sure that it can open.
1: You hear the sound of the nightmare cantering over. And it sees all of you and it nods and it puts its teeth on the door and pushes it to see if it can open it. And seeing that it can, it pulls it back to look like it's closed. All right, Tess, you get to mark that you have a favor from Sweet Vendetta, the nightmare.
4: I love that sentence more than anything in
1: the (laughs) whole world. It looks you in the eyes again and gives a nod and turns and heads back inside.
4: All right. I don't know what plan it has besides that, so... I think we're good. Let's go, let's go, let's go.
3: Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. That was so cool. Oh, yeah, let's go, let's go.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a role for this. You're all able to sneak back out through the false wall, into the parking lot, and into the night.
4: I'm going to have to work on this because I have it mentally, but I don't know if I can do it physically. If I can strut and sneak at the same time, that is what I'm doing. I'm so happy about this.
1: Stand up right now and demonstrate for me? (laughs) Nope. The thing that instantly came to my mind like what that would look like is the walk that the keep on trucking guy does. Like the really far leaned back and the legs out just. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. That seems like a strut sneak to me.
5: very, yeah, a very uh, Looney Tunes-esque movement.
3: I'm imagining like the Scooby-Doo sneak down the hallway but just like fucking hips.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So where are you all going after this breakout.
3: That seemed too easy. That was like really easy, right?
1: It was. Let's not question it.
4: Let's take our wins and head back to the 606 and wait for Jake and Grandpa. Sounds good. Okay. I hope he doesn't mind me just calling him Grandpa all the time. I, I'm just thinking about that to myself. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm, I hope he doesn't mind. Okay, let's go.
1: All right. So you all head back to the 606. And I think about the time that you get there is when Jake and Grandpa Tincher have arrived back as well. So we find you all inside of the subterranean layer. How'd it go? Flawlessly. Really? Yeah. All oh, right. A
5: separate hang-up though is that uh, Danny does she smelled Borbach on me and she like, you know, wants to go home. I told her that I would start trying to open up a dialogue with the faction to figure out what we could do about that, which would require me somehow getting the attention of the Council of the Three, uh, which I guess requires something kind of monumental but that's not like an immediate pressing concern. But if the wrong people smell both her and Borbach on me, then mother will come maybe claim my life. So that's as pressing of a concern as we are uh, social out and about in the world to be smelled.
2: Well, the good news is that like no one ever sees mother. Like she pretty much stays wherever the lost ones are based, which no one seems to know. And the only people who meet with her are like the highest of high ups in the factions.
5: It, is there a bad news to follow?
2: Well, like, I guess no one that I know has ever dealt with Mother and like lived to talk about it, I guess?
5: So people do see Mother, they just don't get the chance to report back, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
5: That's not excellent. And if it takes that much to draw her out, then Danny might be way more important than I think even the Order of the line realizes.
4: Okay, a thought for later, because I know we have kind of more pressing things, but is that the play then? If they don't even realize the importance, is just doing all of this without setting up a meeting with the council gonna end up being more beneficial? You know, if you just, if that is the big statement, is I gave her back, mother owes us a big debt now, and like, like you know, is on our side because we kept her little kid here safe and got her back safe. Like, is that that may be the statement or do you think that would be more trouble?
5: Maybe. I don't know a lot about Danny and we haven't really talked about it. I've just been treating her like any other kid. I guess she might know exactly why like she's in this high of demand or or what, you know, she might know her own importance. She might not. But I guess I could talk to her about that. And, you know, if we get some answers, then yeah, it might be Hey, I figured out this thing that you guys didn't realize and it seemed the most pressing to get her home so that we didn't all get stomped.
4: All right. Well, yeah, that that's worth
5: looking into. All right. Um, how'd your guys' thing go, though? Great.
4: Surprisingly
3: easy.
5: Well, you know what they say? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn, that's good. Why didn't I think of that?
5: What a weirdly successful night. Let's should we should we ride this? Should we ride this high? What's next? I mean, if we're feeling lucky, that's when you head to a casino, right? We could go to the casino tonight and at least start watching and like figure out if we can figure out any patterns or where specific things are. And then by the time we head out, we'll have a good idea of what we need to follow up with on the outside.
3: Yeah, that's a great opportunity to go in and scope a place out. We could just gamble and see what we can see.
5: Yeah, I mean, if we get very lucky,
4: maybe we move tonight. But yeah, at least let's go take a look. Okay.
1: All right, I'll drive us to Wrigley. All right, so you all head over to the Wrigley Casino. Describe your approach here. Are you going into like the self park? Are you dropping your car off with the valets? Are you decked out? Like what kind of vibe are you trying to put off as you go to this casino? We're gonna say that it is Friday night.
5: Uh my gut instinct is that we are being very low key tonight. Because right now we're just trying to observe. What does everybody else think about that?
2: I mean, to a certain degree, I'm always constantly a little dressed up. But I'll try to tone it down, I guess, for the purposes of casing this casino.
5: Could you slum it with
4: us in the casino? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is very much putting off that vibe of we're new in town and checking out all of the cool spots and and yeah, just going with it.
3: Yeah, I think since Fiona has Contacts and different, you know, factions, and we've kind of established that she has this other werewolf that she meets up with and stuff. It's not unreasonable to think that, like, she comes here to kind of meet contacts sometimes. So I think uh, I'm just walking in, like, yep, here to gamble on a Friday night.
1: All right, so you park Jake's car and you head into the casino. It is loud in here already. It's like ten o'clock at night on a Friday night. And there are people celebrating wins everywhere. You do notice heavily armed werewolf guards right at the door. First thing inside is kind of your typical casino. It is a lot of bright lights, no windows, no clocks. As soon as you come in, there are a bunch of the four player, like the big round slot machines that have a number of seats around the same tower, Uh like the big video ones. And off to the right are a bunch of tables for poker and craps. uh, And then on the left are more slot machines. And then directly in front of you is an enormous bar that stretches across about half of the building.
2: I've got a question for you, Rev. Yeah. So first part of this question. How well known am I as a member of the House of Strom? Uh,
1: I mean, any of you with the exception of Megan someone with the proper knowledge could put a name to a face.
2: Fantastic. Second part of yeah. this question. How welcome are oracles inside of a casino? Ha <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a solid question. I think it's not an issue because it's very obvious when you're using your abilities. Just That's like true. all of the other paranormal in this world.
3: She's just walking with her arms full of chips and her nose just bleeding. Just <laughs> big
1: glowing eyes from behind a pair of dark sunglasses. I've got
3: my hair in a super tight bun.
1: All right. At a glance. Where's Lana? <laughs> yeah.
2: I'd like to find Lana, please.
5: Um, no. At a glance, where are casino staff in and out of? I want to post up somewhere by like an employee door that it seems like is being used probably by security, honestly, so that that's what I can watch for the night. I can sit at a slot machine and learn patterns and see if I can spot anything beyond
1: the door or how they get in and out. All that good stuff. It takes you quite a while to find a good spot to post up Oh, um, because the doors here are pretty well hidden. You actually have to go to the far back right corner before you find a location That is guarded by the armed werewolves, but then also has traffic in and out. Uh, You notice that the traffic here is not like the bus staff or the wait staff. They are all coming from a set of double doors on the left side next to the bar. But there is a door on that far back left wall uh, that is being guarded. And um, you see a pit boss come out and go back there. A new one comes out. Um, You see a couple of the folks working at the high roller stations go in and out of there.
5: Okay. Yeah. My goal for the night then is to keep an eye on that and, you know, kind of leave this spot and go to other tables enough to not just seem like I'm
1: sitting here and staring at this door all night. Yeah. But see what I can glean from here. All right. And what is everybody else doing while Jake is posting up to watch this guarded entrance?
3: Uh, I think I'm going to post up at the bar and just kind of look for some patrons that are drinking pretty heavily and see if I can try and overhear some gossip or something.
1: Okay.
2: I would like to keep an eye out for Grayson Winters and see if I can track his movements if he's here. Like, how often is he walking around on the floor? How often does he seem to be going into his office or going into another door?
4: Stuff like that. Okay. I think I would very specifically be trying to track... Anything on the security end, like location of cameras, movement of the guards, things like that that's going on inside.
1: All right. I think everybody give me a keep your cool roll, um, and I assume what you all collectively do not want is to be found scoping out this place.
4: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Okay. 10.
3: 7.
4: Also 7.
1: 9. All right. So for those of you with mixed successes, I think... Your options are that you can find out some information about what it is you have posted yourself up to scout out, but you're not going to be here quite as long as you want. You're going to kind of get the funny feeling that you've been noticed, so you're going to need to make a little quicker of an exit than perhaps the rest of the group will make. Someone of not necessarily importance, but at least of somewhat power here is going to notice you that like, oh, hey, this person was here. Um, Because you all are kind of names to some extent in the city, even if you have just arrived. Or you can stay longer and not be noticed, but you're not going to get quite as detailed of information.
4: I like being spotted by someone who would recognize me. Okay. I think that this tracks for Ragel and his story, that this is the kind of thing that he would be doing casually anyway.
2: On how good of terms is the House of Strom with Knight as a collective? Like, I know that there's some bad blood with New Canterbury. Does that extend to the Monarchs?
1: No, her struggle with the other group of power seems to be strictly with New Canterbury.
2: Okay, because I didn't want to be noticed by someone important here if it was going to, like, if I, if I had a concern that it was going to be bad for Strom.
1: I mean, I think that ultimately depends on what you do in the future.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't want to risk it. I think I'm just going to have to make a hasty exit.
1: Uh, I will just get less refined information. All right, so Megan at the bar, you kind of settle in and start listening to people as they are chatting about their evenings here, trying to overhear just any rumors or gossip between either the patrons or the wait staff. And I think the details that you pick up is that a number of the wait staff have had to pick up additional shifts and they're kind of crabby about it. And the reason that this has happened is because there has been a bit of a shift in the need for additional security. So people have been grabbed and basically moved up Uh, that this is very much a, you start as a, as a busser, move to a server, move to a bartender, and then you get to do floor stuff. And then from that, you might get to go to security that everything advances Kind of like on a pack level that you start to move up as you get more skilled and more familiar with the location. And so this need for additional security has been noted by all of the servers who are having to pick up additional shifts as they figure out who is going to move up into their missing positions. And there's a lot of talk of on-the-ground training for this new security so that at some point in the evening, you see someone pointed out who is guarding a door. And the wait staff is kind of talking about how like, oh yeah, this is their first night. I can't believe they got picked over me kind of thing. Uh, and so you get the impression that the casino itself seems to be being guarded by the less experienced guards and the more experienced guards have been moved somewhere else in the building. Jake in the back corner of this casino watching this armed door throughout the course of the night, you do see people going in and out. And I think the piece of information that you gather from this is that, Everybody who comes in and out of that door has something on them that scans to unlock the door. Like they are not being checked by the security and let in. They just have something on them that's letting them through the door. Security's not even bothering to deal with them. And I think on that other side, you do see someone go towards that door trying to go in and it doesn't automatically open and they get stopped and grabbed and pushed away like a, a drunk patron at some point. Nice. And then to Kim, who is floating around inside of the casino, trying to keep an eye out for Grayson Winters. There is a section of high rolling tables next to the bar, and above that are a set of darkly tinted windows. Uh, but you've seen him before. You can make his shape out, and you can see that he is standing there, just looking out over the area before he returns back to his desk. There are a couple of times where there are large pots being Handed out that a big win has happened. And when those happen, he comes down to the table and personally congratulates the winner. But I think you have a hard time getting a sense of how much that win is because kind of as you're starting to track it down, you get a sense that someone's going to spot you if you're here too much longer Mm -hmm. uh, because you have encountered Grayson before that there's there's a close call um, with him coming around the side. Of a slot machine and you're there and and you barely miss him and it feels like it's time to go. And then Tass who is trying to get a sense of the security. You notice that a lot of the security that's going on is manpower. There are not a lot of cameras here. There are cameras specifically aimed at the tables. Everywhere that people are playing. But you notice that like the bar, the walkways, going to the bathrooms don't seem to be covered by cameras. That it's mostly people patrolling, Um, but at some point you are spotted. Uh, As you are making your way through, a hand slams against your chest, and you get stopped. A woman, about five foot three, dark hair, sharp blue eyes, and canine features. Why do I know you?
4: Uh, I look her up and down. Um, You been around New Orleans much? No. I just came up from there. That's where I used to operate
1: checking out the town that's not quite it uh i'll offer a hand to shake name's rigel name's mallory mercer most folks call me mal i'm the head of security here
4: oh nice nice to meet you looks like you're running a tight ship try to nice i understand that i'm a little bit in the security game myself oh yeah yeah oh well you know the family we kind of call it um
1: aggressive security that i can appreciate and she smiles and you can see her canines we actually uh, have a group of us that get together every other week. A little bit of a fight club. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you interested? Hell yeah. All right. And she pulls a card out uh, of her breast pocket and scribbles a number on the back of it and hands it to you.
4: Nice to meet you, Mal. Yeah, you as well. Uh, yeah. Why do you look familiar? Ah, uh, I wish I knew. you. I, I apologize. You don't look familiar to me. We'll yeah. figure it out, maybe. Yeah,
1: I'll figure it out. And she steps a little closer to you and takes a big whiff. Hmm. Familiar scent on you. I can't place it, though. I'll figure it out. Tell me if you do. I'll be around more. This place is pretty awesome. Agreed. And she heads back into the crowd. Oh, shit. All right, so Kim does exit first, and then shortly thereafter, Jake, and then Tass and Megan, and I think we find you at the car outside of the Wrigley Casino.
5: Did anybody pick up anything useful in terms of information? I was kind of watching this door where some of the pit bosses and stuff were in and out of, and all I could figure out is that they just kind of automatically scan in. They've got something. I couldn't get an eye on what, though. I don't know if it's like a key card or a lapel pin or something. That's big.
4: There's not a lot of camera work going on. It's They're really trying to stop people from cheating. You know, they've got stuff on the tables. Um, but keeping an eye on hallways and stuff in the general areas, that's all manpower. Uh, I also met the head of security, and she is a little fireball. And uh, I guess I can probably hang out with her at a fight club. Fight Club. Yeah.
3: That's awesome. That's so
4: cool. Yeah, right. I I don't know that that will benefit us with this if we're going to put this off for a while, but it might. So yeah, that's the big one there is we got to keep an eye on the people, right? Like they're going to be the ones patrolling that we have to avoid and so on.
3: Yeah, that's really interesting that like, most of the security here is is people because what I was able to overhear is that a lot of the wait staff are kind of frustrated because they've had to like pick up more shifts. This place totally just like promotes within. So you start out as like the server or whatever and then you move your way up to one thing and then you're a bartender and then you're security. But they've moved all the like experienced security somewhere else. So everybody here is kind of newbies. I have a pretty good idea what the experienced security guards are guarding. Well, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be Lana. I don't know if that's going to be the tranquil Silence stuff that they're hiring out to guard. I don't know exactly where they pull from that pool. Well, the thing that you all want
2: is inside of Grayson Winter's office, and it's right above the casino floor, but he doesn't ever seem to really leave when the casino is in operation. The only time that I've noticed that he leaves his office and goes down onto the floor is when one of the patrons has won a pretty big jackpot.
4: Oh, okay. So, wow, that's a lot. So we've got technically less experienced guards that are the ones on patrol in the main casino. We don't know which thing the better ones are guarding. We know if we can get whatever these security fobs are that we can get in and out of certain checkpoints My instinct was to use whatever we were going to do to get Lana out to direct attention so that one of us could get up and get the rifle. But I guess if security is indisposed elsewhere, I don't know that Grayson would leave or maybe he would to go deal with that. But if he doesn't, I guess what I'm saying there is maybe we need to get that first. Maybe we need to wait for an opportunity to get up in and grab that and get out while he's shaking hands with the high rollers instead of using the other thing
5: as distraction. I mean, we also just we still don't know much about where Lana is. It seems like we can guess that the better security are probably watching her, but we don't know where that is or what like their rotations are like or anything. So, yeah, I feel like we could plan a decent angle against the gun here, but we can't really plan anything regarding Lana yet. Do we, you know, wait for the distraction or manufacture the distraction to get Grayson out of the office and go up there and do the thing with the gun and then purposely blow that so that then everything is drawn back in that direction, and maybe we can infiltrate towards Lana at that point? Like, we get it done, and then we make it seem like we screwed it up?
4: I mean, I like the thought, but what kind of artful screw-up allows us to just continue on? You know, if we get caught doing this thing and we mess that up, then what happens to us that lets us stay in the casino?
5: Uh, I mean, I don't think we would have you know, just a casual time left. I think that would become sort of a, all right, the clock's ticking. Which one of us was in the office to draw that attention? Everybody else is pushing in to try and figure out where Lana is and get her out. I don't think anything allows us to stay peacefully in the casino for as long as we want at that point. I think once any part of this is done, we don't get to stay peacefully in the casino or even peacefully return to the casino if we wanted to try and split it into two parts.
2: Could we swap? The rifle you all need with another rifle.
4: I don't hate that. That's That could be solid if we know exactly what it looks like.
3: What if we caused a distraction not where the rifle is, where we need to get, but on the floor to draw attention away from both the office and wherever they're holding Lana?
5: I think we have to consider the levels of their priorities. Like if we cause a stir on the floor, are the office and Lana more important? Are they going to forsake security on the floor to lock down those areas? If we cause a stir in the office, is the office more important than Lana? Will they redirect security there or again, would they lock down on Lana harder?
3: I wonder if the type of distraction matters. Like if it was a explosion or something, yeah, they might think something's up and put protection on the things that are higher priority. But if it was something like just an all out fight <laughs> that is maybe not super uncommon that they would bring security in to break up.
4: I mean, I could certainly cause a scene with that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much trouble that would get you in with like Lady Jency or anything too, right? Like, are you able to just go and start fights with other factions or?
4: I mean, it's probably not gonna look great.
3: I wonder if it can be something that's not so much a, hey, look at me, fight me, but it's if we could get people to fight each other, maybe kind of not be as obvious about where it originated, but it just kind of gets out of hand. Like, that's why we thought this would be better to do it on the weekend, right? It gets pretty rowdy, so it might be better to do something like that so it's not traced back to any one of us and maybe just help escalate it. So their already inexperienced security is spread even more thin.
2: Yeah, like, don't try to start a fight, like, wait for one to happen and then just escalate it.
5: Saturday night is going to be the night to try this. So do we want to get this done in a day? Or do we plan to wait at least a week? I'd love to take a shot at this tomorrow. That would be fantastic. But we can't knock it out the day after. It's either tomorrow or eight days from now.
3: Does anyone have any favors they can cash in to maybe get us some more information? I mean, I'm kind of not in a great place with that, but I don't really know where your personas stand.
5: I don't have anything relevant. I don't have anybody who owes me that is
1: involved with the monarchs.
2: Yeah, me neither.
5: So I think as
1: you were all sitting in the car having this conversation about the different ways to deal with the building and the things inside of it, who's kind of leading this stakeout, would we say? I'll do it. All right. So why don't you study a place of power?
4: Sure. Six. Can I lend a hand by like pointing out some of the security stuff that I'd noticed as she's studying this place?
1: Yeah, go for it.
2: Oh, and because I have the dual loyalty move, you can roll that with either power or mortalis.
4: Uh, I'm going to roll with mortalis. All right. Nine.
1: All right, Kim, you can mark knight, and Tass, you can mark mortalis.
4: And that levels me up.
1: Oh, what are you going to take?
4: I think I'm going to take another tainted move. I'm going to take tough as nails, so I get plus one armor. Blessed or holy sources ignore my armor, uh, but weapons designed to stun... Or impair have no effect.
1: Okay. Uh, and you also expose yourself to danger, entanglement, or cost. Uh, but, Kim, the thing that you find out as you study the place of power is that from outside, this building is at least a few hundred feet longer than evidence of anything you saw inside the casino, including any time where Jake saw that door open and lead back into a hallway. Where the people who work here were going. So there is an area almost the size of the casino behind the casino that you have not seen any of. And on the back side of the building, there are no doors or windows, except about halfway up on the very back side, you can see that there is a trash chute on about the third floor that has not been bricked over. Tas, as Kim is examining this building and you're kind of pointing out things to her as the two of you stand outside of the car having this chat, you hear Mallory's voice ring out. I remember now. I saw you the other day on the street. You're working with that bastard ex-boyfriend of mine, aren't you?
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean?
4: Please, Father, I'll be good. (laughs) Oh, God!
1: Obeying their parents.
4: You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no! I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy.
1: Exploring their feelings. Let's
0: go over to the apple tree.
1: Gosh, (laughs) okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old barnaker house.
0: Howling house?
1: Why? <laughs> now a Boy Scout, a tagalong, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House?
0: Oh boy. Oh boy. Tonight,
4: tonight. What is that thing? <laughs>
0: Is this this the witch's library?
4: I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little (laughs) ones! I'm
5: so hungry!
1: Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs
4: and free. All the outs and free.